edition of With All Due Respect. Strong opinions on politics, life, and entertainment. Politics, life, entertainment. Politics, life, entertainment. Welcome to another episode of With All Due Respect, the podcast that never stops asking the question... Who can take a nothing day and suddenly make it all seem worthwhile? Greetings, I am Mary Tyler Moore, your host for this audacious audio adventure. With me, as always, is my main man, my partner in crime, the co-host with the most, Mr. Van Sanders. Mr. Sanders, how are you, sir? I am doing all right, keeping busy. Actually, keeping busy with some really cool um, branding project for a new company in town. Yes, sir. So excited. We are getting close. We're getting close to the brand new brand unveiling. As a teaser for our listeners, Van and I have been collaborating to help with a new brand launch for later this fall. He's handled the logo creation, the animation, basically the entire branding package for the new company. We're going to pick it up as a sponsor starting next month. It's going to be exciting. In a few weeks, you'll start to see his work for this new brand surface in the launch campaign on media platforms around the state. As always, I'd like to thank the Anchorage Daily News for hosting this podcast on their platform and remind listeners that the very strong opinions you hear on this podcast are mine and mine alone and in no way, shape, or form represent the views of the Anchorage Daily News or their employees. Today on With All Due Respect, in politics, it's being called the Great Resignation, thousands of unfilled jobs in Alaska. We discuss reasons why Alaska's employers are having a hard time filling vacant positions Meanwhile, the Delta variant continues to pile up the sick and dying absorbing hospital beds at an unsustainable rate. Hospital administrators and frontline workers continue to plead for help. And so, of course, it's the podcast's responsibility to check in to see what Governor Mike Dunleavy and Mayor Dave Bronson are doing to protect their constituents as the Delta variant savages Alaska's health care system and threatens the recovery of Alaska's economy. And in closing comments, we consider an alternate universe where things are different And then we return to reality to warn Governor Dunleavy and Mayor Bronson that the political pendulum swings both ways. So let's get started by talking some politics. Politics. And now for some politics. In a trend being dubbed as the Great Resignation, the pandemic has triggered an employee exodus that continues today as people quit their jobs in record numbers. In June alone, 3.9 million workers resigned from their jobs nationwide, just down slightly from the record 4 million set in April. The stories are abound locally, struggling to hire workers and keep those employees they have from burning out. In an effort to get people back into the workforce, Alaska was one of 26 states to eliminate the extra $300 per week for unemployment benefits in June. However, that hasn't worked. In fact, the 26 states that eliminated the extra unemployment benefits didn't grow employment any faster than those who retained the higher amount of benefit. Closer to home, Alaska joined just Wyoming, New Mexico, and Louisiana as the only states who have failed to recover at least 50% of their pre-pandemic employment. Alaska's unemployment rate currently is ranked 38 out of 50 states, and our job growth ranks 35th in the country. 
In Alaska's case, our economy was weak before COVID-19 hit because of recent oil-related state recession, years of massive budget cuts, and eight straight years of out-migration. Oil and gas activity and employment have stayed low in Alaska, and although job numbers increased marginally last month, they remained far below pre-pandemic levels. However, in all categories of employment, numbers are struggling. Even though July's job count was up 5.8% from July 2020, an increase of 17,000 jobs, it's still 30,000 jobs below 2019 levels. Alaska's unemployment rate is remaining stubbornly high. So, with the elimination of the UI bonus, it's clear that losing the $300 per week didn't send workers rushing back to work, and that continues to hamper the economic recovery. What the tightness in the labor market has done in Alaska is cause the power dynamic to shift dramatically to the side of labor as businesses find themselves scrambling over a pool of workers who are in no hurry to return to their old jobs. Recent months have seen reports of wage increases for hourly retail workers and perks for new hires, including tuition or hiring bonus. I mean, at my neighborhood car's grocery store, they're advertising $20 an hour for a cashier. Yes, that car's, the one that doesn't stock fiddle-faddle or crunch a much. I mean, they're offering $20 per hour for new hires. When have you ever heard that in a grocery store? But when it's a seller's market, like it is now for workers, they have more power to demand or expect higher compensation. However, in the next few months, I would predict you'll likely see more reports of employer vaccination requirements and job postings that require proof of vaccination due to the uncontained surge. So, ladies and gentlemen, what are the contributing factors to the lack of employees in the marketplace? Given what Anchorage and the rest of the state continue to go through with the Delta variant and a high number of still unvaccinated Alaskans, an individual worried about contracting COVID might be more hesitant to take a job if vaccination rates are low, if cases are spiking, if customers are not required to wear masks or a combination of all three. An individual worried about the virus might also have a difficult time finding a job with preferred working conditions, such as share of co-workers who are vaccinated or the ability to work at a distance from others. The bottom line for some workers is higher wages doesn't assuage the COVID-19 concerns for those concerned about returning to the workforce. So not only does the unemployed person need to find a job that matches their skills, but they need to find an employer that has a vaccine and mass beliefs that align to their own. Another reason is that workers are simply reassessing life. Over the last year during the pandemic, they've saved money from working from home. They've enjoyed time away from their commutes and their office. They want to change their life after the pandemic. In a recent poll, active job seekers were asked, quote, do you feel financial pressure when looking for a job? Only one third felt compelled to take the first after they got. The bottom line is people have more time and that's challenging for employers. And to be honest, how can we expect pre-pandemic level employment with Mayor Dave Bronson and Governor Mike Dunleavy doing everything they can to avoid recognizing a health crisis? Why should any prospective employee want to double down on the risk of catching COVID due to a lack of leadership and direction about containing the virus? Meantime, the resurgent Delta variant is reducing consumer demand and threatens the reopening of the economy. Ladies and gentlemen, I am a perfect example. When things eased up in July, I think I ate out three times in one week. And over the last three weeks, I've basically just stopped leaving the house. I mean, you know, this has an impact on consumer demand. So when Bronson and Dunleavy believe that they're helping the economy by not doing anything, they're actually killing the economy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a harsh reminder that the pandemic has control of our destiny. And without leadership on addressing and containing the virus, Alaskans in the Alaska economy will continue to suffer. Now, circling back to the worker that's not reentering the job force. A parent cannot reenter the job force if their child does not have childcare. 
The demands of childcare have long been a friction in Anchorage and Alaska in general, but the pandemic greatly magnified its effect. Childcare availability was tough in Alaska pre-pandemic, and now it's even worse. For instance, at Camp Fire Alaska, the state's largest childcare provider, they're at 70% capacity due to labor shortages. There had been a hope that the return to school this month would help ease the childcare burden on so many Alaskans and allow many people to go back to work. Although Alaska schools have reopened, kids under 12 aren't vaccinated and are still vulnerable to the virus. Parents know that, and they know that COVID-19 could produce sudden short-term school closures if a student tests positive where their whole class might have to stay home in quarantine. If you're looking for an example, look no further than the Matanuska Susitna Borough School District. This was a school district that beat its chest saying it wouldn't mandate masks, making it the largest district in the state without a universal mask mandate. But, of course, the virus don't care who you are or where you live. And so two weeks into the school year, 11 of the district's 46 schools had moved to requiring masks due to COVID-19 spread, and two schools are closed. Matsu School Superintendent Randy Traney said keeping kids in school is the district's main priority, but... The biggest challenge isn't student COVID cases, but adult cases in the district. Trainee said staffing levels are so strained due to COVID cases, the district has more than 100 absences not filled across the district. Trainee said, quote, that's a number that's kind of unprecedented for us. Now think about this. How many substitutes are running to fill jobs in an area with a 31% vaccination rate at a school district that prided itself on going mask-free during the most deadly time of the pandemic? How many employees do you think are going to come off the sidelines to accept a temporary position? But Trainee said he's hopeful that this spike in cases will trend downward soon. He's hopeful. Ladies and gentlemen, the Matsu District School Superintendent is hopeful that the cases trend downward at the same time he refuses to take steps to mitigate the spread of cases. And we're talking 100 of his employees who are out with cases of COVID. But hey, do you know who else is hopeful? Dr. Thomas Quimby, the emergency department director at the Matsu Regional Hospital. The hospital has stopped accepting transfers from other facilities and is postponing non-emergency procedures. The hospital's COVID-positive patients are staying for weeks, much longer than other patients. Dr. Quimby says he's hopeful Anchorage cases will level off soon so they can shift patients. Because if cases don't slow, Matsu Regional's capacity will be crowded out by COVID patients. So, ladies and gentlemen, you have a Matsu school superintendent who's severely understaffed due to COVID, who's hopeful it'll get better, but making no movement towards mitigation. And you have a Matsu emergency room doctor pleading for fewer COVID patients who's hopeful it'll get better, but is getting no help from officials like the governor or the school superintendent. Meanwhile, the Delta variant continues to drive the surge in hospitalizations and new cases. Alaska just reported a record number of COVID-19 hospitalizations with one in five hospital beds now filled with patients fighting the coronavirus. This situation continues to get worse and worse. It's so hard to watch, said Jared Cosen, president and CEO of the Alaska State Hospital and Nursing Association. Okay, so we know it's bad, right? I mean, we know it's bad. So when we look around for leadership, what do we find? In Juneau, both health providers and lawmakers are calling on Governor Mike Dunleavy to issue a disaster declaration, but he has refused, worrying that declaring a disaster declaration would be political suicide and an admission he has fumbled the COVID response. The governor introduced legislation instead to work around having to declare a disaster, saying it was more efficient. 
In committee testimony, Health Commissioner Adam Crum testified that the Delta variant had created a different kind of health emergency. According to Crum, quote, the problem was lack of health care capacity and the governor's approach would address that lack of health care capacity. Now, ladies and gentlemen, could we just stop right here? The lack of health care capacity is being caused by the Delta variant surge. So stands to reason. Until direct action is taken to arrest the surge, hospital capacity pressures won't ease. In further testimony, the Dunleavy administration said that tools would, quote, enhance the state's effort to halt the spread of COVID-19. How? I mean, what the hell are you talking about? How does suspending background checks and some insurance waivers halt the spread of COVID-19? It doesn't. While these measures are important to speed the process of patient care, they halt nothing. These measures won't keep one Alaskan from catching COVID. They are all response defense mechanisms. Because this is what pandemic leadership looks like under Governor Mike Dunleavy, a governor who is more concerned about his political narrative than he is about the health of Alaskans. Okay, so what about in Anchorage? Mayor Bronson recently brushed off concerns about overcrowded hospital reiterating his hands-off policy regarding COVID, saying he doesn't think mass mandates or business closures prevent coronavirus infections. He stated he won't impose any mandates or restrictions, quote, even if there are lines outside of Anchorage's emergency hospital rooms. So, according to Mayor Dave Bronson, even if there are Alaskans lining up outside emergency rooms sick from a virus, that he as mayor has done little or nothing to address, restrain, control, educate, whatever the hell you want to say. He hasn't done a damn thing. He said he's not going to do anything. So is there anything Mayor Dave Bronson is going to do at all? Is there anything he's going to do? Are there any critical related issues to the pandemic that this mayor will act on to preserve the public health from the ravages of the Delta variant? Is there anything he's going to do? I mean, anything? Well, last week, Mayor Dave Bronson, in response to the Delta variant surge, demanded the Anchorage Assembly suspend the city's ban on plastic grocery bags. In a press release, Bronson said, quote, the suspension should be extended until we can get our hands around a variety of outstanding issues. All right. So, so let's just check in here. All right. Let's just check in. So in the same week that Mayor Dave Bronson said he wouldn't be influenced by Anchorage residents lined up outside emergency rooms sick with COVID, that would not influence him. He also said he was influenced by the need for more research on the issue of plastic grocery bag usage during COVID. Plastic grocery bags appear to be more of a concern for Mayor Bronson than the health of Anchorage and his constituents getting sick and dying. Now, considering both Governor Dunleavy and Mayor Bronson's brutal approach to this much dangerous strain of COVID, we've come full circle back to Alaska's struggling economy with a workforce who won't move off the sidelines, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. The pandemic hit Alaska when we were already down. But now, as the Delta variant poses significant risk to both Alaska's public health and its economy, this John Wayne bullshit being played by both Dunleavy and Bronson is playing more like Don Knotts. And really, it's just getting too much. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a harsh reminder that the pandemic has control of our destiny. And without leadership on addressing and containing the virus, Alaska's economy will continue to suffer. There is a middle ground. There's always a middle ground. There is a middle ground between shutting down the economy and sucking the health and confidence out of the workforce and the consumer base. 
As I stated last episode, both Dunleavy and Bronson could take positive action in trying to restrain the virus by becoming advocates for voluntary masking vaccinations, by highlighting the overcrowded emergency rooms and the doctors crying for help to at least show the public the threat is real. I mean, Jesus Christ, do something! I mean, this guy's the mayor of a city whose hospitals are overflowing into the parking lot and the guy doesn't give a damn. I mean, maybe this circles back to the fact that Dave Bronson is the least qualified mayor the city of Anchorage has ever had. We elected an idiot. Unfortunately, as it is being proved in the time of crisis, Dunleavy and Bronson are more window dressing than substance. They always have been. This is what happens when you elect two of the least qualified populist leaders who then find themselves having to manage an unpopular crisis. But as I said a few weeks ago, I think both Dunleavy and Bronson will pay a steep political price for the way they've handled this. They might feel that political rush for standing up to the man. In this battle, they might be feel like they're winning it personally, but it's a war they're going to lose politically. The pendulum always swings back, and usually it swings back much harder. The fact that Dunleavy's answer to the pandemic does nothing to address limiting the spread of the virus, and that Bronson's answer to the pandemic is saving plastic grocery bags. I think it's safe to say that hospitals that are facing overcrowding, healthcare workers that are facing mental health pressures, small business owners that are facing labor shortages, and potential employees that are worried about the virus, you are all on your own. Because unless your biggest concern right now is that Fred Meyer no longer offers plastic bags at checkout, There is no leadership in sight for you. In closing comments, it's time to put the pieces of this podcast all together. Not long ago, after Governor Mike Dunleavy ended the previous declaration emergency and Mayor Dave Bronson was sworn in and proclaimed Anchorage was on the way back, reality caught up with these two COVID cowboys. Today, Alaska's economy, its public health care system, and its workforce all continue to be at risk due to the failure of leadership during this resurgence of COVID. Both Dunleavy and Bronson believe they are keeping the economy going by doing nothing. Meanwhile, employees are on the sidelines not convinced it's time to return. Alaskans are racking up millions in medical debt due to the COVID surge. Employers are having to reduce hours due to the strain on very short staffs. Consumer confidence has plummeted the last 30 days with the resurgence of the virus, while the governor and mayor, who say their COVID actions of doing nothing will help the economy, are actually killing it. Alaska is only one of four states that have failed to regain even 50 percent of their pre-pandemic employment levels. That should prompt any capable governor to respond with an economic plan of recovery, for God's sakes. But for three years, Governor Dunleavy has been incapable of having any economic vision more than a huge dividend. And right now, Alaska really needs an economic plan, not just to emerge from the pandemic, but to stop the eight years of out-migration that has gutted Alaska. For instance, how can we use the university to help retrain the workforce? What type of incentives can be developed to attract vocational training students or further adult education? How can we leverage state dollars to boost capital spending to create good-paying construction jobs? How can we utilize the state's economic development agencies to invest in local shovel-ready projects or provide the private sector with patient capital? This is what Governor Dunleavy should be doing. This is what Governor Dunleavy should be focused on. In an alternate universe... With a capable governor, Alaska would have an economic plan to recovery. Alaska would have a vision for how it was going to emerge from the pandemic rather than just make it up as we go along or for as long as we can keep spending those federal relief dollars. 
Mayor Bronson, defending his decision to do nothing, pointed to Florida's economy, saying their economy is booming and people are moving into their state. Well, Mayor Bronson, let me tell you something. We are not Florida. We are a state that lags behind the nation in post-pandemic recovery, not Florida. Even in the last three months, without any local or state mandates, not Florida. Alaska has failed to even make it back to 50% of their pre-pandemic employee levels, not Florida. We are a state where for eight years people have packed up and moved away, not Florida. We are a state with limited diversity in our economic base, not Florida. We are a state with one of the most unhealthy populations in the United States, not Florida. This is Alaska, not Florida. But Dunleavy and Bronson's plan for recovery includes allowing the virus to run unabated without any attempt to use the power of their bully pulpit to advocate those things that have proven to reduce the transmission and protect Alaskans like vaccines or masking. These two COVID cowboys are continuing to put the health of Alaskans and the recovery of Alaska's economy in jeopardy. To repeat what I mentioned earlier in the podcast, patients who are admitted to the hospital for COVID have an average stay of three weeks. Three weeks! Can you imagine the personal economic toll through medical bills these patients will have? Can you imagine the personal economic toll in a country where already 67% of bankruptcies were tied to medical issues? This pandemic will not just be limited to the toll on Alaskans' health. It will take a toll on Alaskans' pocketbooks, and the economy will suffer because of it. All while Dunleavy and Bronson fight for bigger handouts from government and plastic bags for stores. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to repeat what I've said before on this podcast. The continued failure to restrain this virus will be both Dunleavy and Bronson's political undoing. The pendulum always swings back. It might not swing back as quick as we like, but I think next year, with a competing vision of how Alaska can regain its mojo, we will start to see the pendulum swing back, and Alaskans and their economy will all be healthier because of it. There is the music, ladies and gentlemen. Please remember our podcasts are new every Thursday. You can subscribe on your favorite platform, or of course, you can always find them on the Anchorage Daily News page. Van, how about throwing us your website details? Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, if you visit abodabobrand.com, that's A-B-O-D-A-B-O-B-R-A-N-D.com, you can see a little bit more about what I do and uh, touch base with me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is our time, and we thank you for yours. <laughs>